0: This week on the Argos Fancast, we welcome the play-by-play and Argos communication guru, Mike Hogan, to the show. We're going to look at our free agency Christmas and Hanukkah list. And I guess there there, there there were some hirings in the head coaching rights in the CFL. Uh, We'll get to that as well. It's the Argos Fancast. I am Clay Chisholm. You can find me at all kinds of clay. You can find the Argos FanCast at Argos FanCast on the Twitter machine. And anywhere you find your friendly neighborhood podcasts, just search Argos FanCast specifically on Google Play, iTunes, and SoundCloud. And we are a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. You can find them at cfpodnetwork.ca and cfpodnetwork on the Twitter machine. And listen to our show along with many, many other great shows from across the CFL fan landscape. Now, joining me, as always, from ArgoFans.com, it's Will Gertler.
1: Hi, everybody. You can find me at ArgoFans or at www.argofans.com. You can join up and chat Argo football with your fellow Argo fans.
0: And from the Double Blue Order, just re-upping his season tickets in the end zone, once again is Douglas R. Ballinger.
2: How's it going, everyone? You can find our, you can find our group at facebook.com slash double blue order, on Twitter at Double Blue Order, and on Instagram at the Double Blue Order.
0: All right now. Let's get right into it. I mean, the, the big uh, talk around the CFL is uh, some new head coaches in the mix. And, uh, well, I mean, some are pointing out that uh, there's there are three, min- I guess, minority head coaches. I, I just looked at them as probably the best guys for the job out there right now. Um, Devon Claybrooks, hired in BC, former Calgary defensive coordinator. Uh, as well as uh, Orlando Steinauer being uh, being promoted in Hamilton, and of course we are bringing back our defensive coordinator from the last Grey Cup victory, Corey Chamberlain. Now, guys, I know we we've had our discussions off air um, about our uh, our wants and uh, whatnot for the head coaching and what we wanted to see in the and the Argos coaching ranks, how do you guys feel about Corey Chamberlain being, being the guy?
2: I guess in in this case I have to quote the quote also, a lyric from the Who from their sing from their song Won't Get Won't won't Yeah, it Won't Get old Again? Yeah. Yep. Meet Meet the Meet the New Boss, same as the old boss. I I actually really like this. I really like the decision. Uh, I think the defense is going to be a hell of a lot better. That's for damn sure. And the players, I know the players reacted quite positively to his to his hiring.
0: I think they acted positively just for him being interviewed. Yeah. I mean, and you look at you know Matt Black uh, reacting within seconds of the Argos uh, or being announced that he was being interviewed and uh, and then of being him being hired. Uh, as well as Alden Darby singing his praises all over the place as well.
1: Yeah, and that uh, bodes well for two reasons. Uh, you mentioned Alden Darby's name. I believe he's a uh, pending free agent, and with Chamberlain on board, it uh, I would say it's more likely he be more will he be willing to sign again with the Argos. And uh, secondly, you no, know, we we know that the players who were here in 2017 loved playing for Chamberlain, you know, that that's going to attract more free agents to uh, from other teams that maybe come to Toronto.
0: You know, for me, I, I, I like the fact that he is, uh, he's not shying away from what he's been all of his coaching career as a defensive guy. He is going to take on the defensive coordinator role, and I, I think we're going to see see a return to that Argos defense uh, from 2017, which they flew everywhere on that field. Like it it was it was one of those defenses that I haven't seen in a long time. Yes. They just seemed to be everywhere, and they were I don't know they were put in the right positions. To make the plays,
1: it was a defense that was excellent on the line of scrimmage. I believe they were first against the run and the first in team sacks, and the secondary was solid as well. And you know what I like is he says he under his watch we saw young first year players in the in Argyle Blue evolve. You know, a guy like Terrence Plummer, Kadarius Ford, Alden Darby. You know, Cassius Vaughn became a star under Chamberlain. He seemed to have gotten the best out of those players in 2017, and it was quite evident in 2018 when he left that there just wasn't the same spark.
0: Oh, you, you can say that again. Uh, I, I think uh, not quite the same spark as putting it lightly. They just they they it seemed much slower. Yep. You know, and and uh, the one thing that popped into my mind when they announced the hiring of of Corey Chamberlain is something that uh, he actually said to my son when uh, when my son was covering the CFL Combine the last time it was in Toronto, and uh, and he said that he asked him what kind of player is he looking for, and he said he wants them fast real fast and then i thought i I just when i thought about that i started seeing the defense that we saw in 2017 and you know a lot of the same guys were here and they just did not seem as fast oh and i I almost and you you kind of got to you know start you know drawing your conclusions there where Corey Chamberlain was putting them in the right positions to make the play. He was setting them up for success, whereas you know the defense that was run last season didn't seem that way. I don't think yeah. it was necessarily set up, set up for failure. I don't want to go that far, but it wasn't set up for success by any stretch in the
1: CFL game. Exactly.
0: And. Now- what well, I was going to say quickly before we bring on my uh, on Mike Hogan, uh, we kind of got to touch on the other two head coaches joining the ranks uh, this past week. Uh, the first one was Orlando Steinauer being promoted in Hamilton. Yes, I, I think that one was. Uh, well, if we don't promote him, we're going to lose him.
2: Yeah, I would I, I I, agree. I would agree with that. Totally agree.
0: And and I honestly, I think that this is that uh, at least as far as the optics in Hamilton are concerned this is something they're trying to they're trying to build Steinauer into uh, a you know Dave Dickinson type coach somebody who you're going to associate synonymously with the job of the head coach of the Tie Cats and you know I, I think they're doing the right thing there i just wish they didn't play in our hey division yeah. <laughs> and they didn't i wish they weren't the Tie Cats well
1: well, you know my feelings on Steinauer. Yep. Yep. Share them with the class. He's the one. Ideally, he's the one I had wanted mm. in Toronto. <clears throat> I mean, let's face it. All-time Argo safety. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yeah, I, I think, think the dynamic between himself and Jones something? Uh, you know what? A little I, bit uh, awkward the way he stepped away, June Jones. Oh, he'll be OC now, but at the same time, I don't think he's really the type. He seems like a pretty chill guy who won't really let that impact upon anything.
0: No, and I think, I mean, when they brought June Jones in, I, I think it was really the, uh, the idea was he was going to be their bridge guy and help, help uh, pinpoint the, the next guy. I honestly think that they had to accelerate their plan um, because of the interest in Steinauer. And if they didn't promote him, or they didn't tell him he was being promoted right off the bat, then I think he was either going to Toronto or BC.
2: Well, that, that that's that, that's definitely, I, I yeah. He definitely is going to go to either or.
0: And then the the last one uh, that we got to touch on is uh, Devon Claybrooks, uh, the most intense individual uh, that we'll probably see as a head coach. Um He's uh, going and joining Ed Hervey in B.C. And, you know, I, I, I hate to say that Arash Madani was right, but, you know, I I I think he, this was... I don't think there was many other choices out there after Devon Claybrooks as far as who Ed Hervey wanted.
1: No, no. Um... Mark, you know, Mark Washington may have been a consideration as well, but can not argue that Clay Brooks doesn't deserve the opportunity.
0: No, and you know, the one thing that uh, that he did uh, say in his press conference that uh, that I absolutely loved um, was, uh, you know, people uh, had a question about uh, the fact that he wears his hat slightly crooked, and he came out there and said, if you're really worried about how my hat looks, then you're not worried about what's under it. And then I got you.
1: Yeah. You know, and,
0: you know, a lot of people go, oh, my man, he's, he's sensitive about that. I'm like, no, I don't think so at all. Like, he's, he's completely embracing it. Like, you know, if you're judging him based on the way he looks, then... You know you're you're preoccupied with something, and obviously it's not the uh, not how the BC Lions are going to play. Um, all all three guys have yet to completely fill out their coaching staffs. So I think uh, Orlando Steinauer is only looking. Well, everybody's looking for uh, we'll some some coordinator. Well, no, yeah. Um, the BC is uh, right now they're looking for a defensive coordinator. Toronto's Rich looking Stubham? for yet. Yeah. Yeah, Rich Stubler looks like he's going to be the man. Uh, Toronto's looking at an OC, and right now Ryan Dinwiddie seems like the front runner. And then Hamilton is looking for a DC since uh, Jerry Glanville has stepped away um, at, for family reasons. Uh, so.
1: Well, we don't know if Steinhardt will double as the DC.
0: There. No, he he came out and said he didn't want to. Oh, okay. But uh, but. You know, I, I think if uh, if push came to shove, he he would. Yeah. And and with that, I think it is time we bring on the one and only. Hoagie. All right, so we welcome on the play by play, voice and the communications guru, for the Toronto Argonauts, Mike Hoagie Hogan. Hoagie, how are you doing today?
3: Uh, I'm doing well. I'm hardly a guru. I, I strive to be a guru, but I'm not a guru yet.
0: Well, one, we're we're predicting the future here. Um, and, okay, uh, that's good. And, and since we're looking at uh, predicting the future, um, Corey Chamberlain is the is the is the new boss, but uh, he's a very familiar face. Is uh, do you think this is this is the exact right choice for the Argos?
3: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, if you had have gone back just after the time that Mark Trestman was let go, and if you had have had a poll among players, uh, I would think that he would have been at the top of the list. I think if you would have asked pundits and players and kind of fans and everybody, um, I think that there would have been a two-horse race between Orlando Steinauer and, and Corey Chandler. And Orlando took the job or kept the job or got promoted in Hamilton, I think it was... Uh, I think that Corey Chamberlain was the guy that everybody had kind of circled and said, that's the guy we want here. That's the guy that will make an immediate impact. And uh, I think most people got their wish on uh, on Monday when the news came out at 9 o'clock in the morning that Corey Chamberlain was indeed the new head coach of the Argos.
0: Now, Corey Chamberlain has coached in the, in the league before. He's won a great cup with Saskatchewan. Um, as, as a difference from a defensive coordinator to a head coach, uh, what do you think Corey Chamberlain brings to the table that uh, is going to be a little bit different than Mark Trestman?
3: I, I think personality-wise they're a lot different. Um, you know, Mark Tressman is very cerebral, and I'm not saying that Corey is. I mean, Mark is a very – I don't know how to put it. He, he, he's almost like a scientist, right? I mean, he's, he, he's, he's a, a very, very intense, very cerebral head coach. Um, and you don't see a lot of emotion often from Mark Trestman. Every once in a while during a practice, he'd go out and it, it, it'd give a guy – like I've seen him sprint 40 yards to give a guy a pat in the backside and say, great job. Um, but that was sort of a – he was a quiet man by nature. Still he is. Um, Corey Chamberlain's louder. Corey Chamberlain you will hear across the practice field. Um, he was like that as a defensive coordinator. He was like that as a positional coach. And he's going to bring that passion. He's going to bring a little more – Energy to a practice, maybe than Mark did just by his own body language. Um, And the one thing that I asked him about what he learned when he went down to Arkansas for the year, he said the one thing that he learned uh, from a non football standpoint, he learned how to coach younger players. Um, He said that, you know, when I was a head coach or when I was a player, um, when you told a player what to do, a player did it because the coach told him what to do. And he said, there's so much information now for players. You not only have to tell them what to do, but you have to tell them why they're doing it. And they need to know why they have to, um, you know, if, if, if he calls for, or you know, the offensive coordinator calls for a nine yard dig route inside the numbers, it better be a nine yard dig route inside the numbers. And here's why. And I think, you know, I, t- I talked to Daron Carter about that when, when he was, learning from Mark pressman. and he said that's something that Pressman possessed. He said that if, if there was something to be taught, Duran wanted to know the specifics as to why he was doing it, and he said that really helped him, and that's something that uh, Coach Chamberlain told me uh, when we had our sit-down, that uh, that was something that he learned going back to Arkansas, was to how to deal with the younger athlete.
1: So, Mike, obviously, you've had a chance to speak to Coach Chamberlain, and uh, you know the, the reaction on Twitter, but from players, was uh, all in all positive. Having spoken mm-hmm. to him and uh, spending time with him, what do you think about his? Um, what do you think it is about his personality that endears himself to his players so much?
3: He's got a twenty million dollar smile. He uses it often. Um, he's a very positive guy. Uh, he he goes at about 400 miles an hour. And I think that energy rubs off on the players as well. And he's an intense guy. Um, you know, he will be very direct, and I think that's what players want to hear as well. Um, I've talked to many guys over the years who say, you know, when they get a coach, a positional coach, a coordinator, or a head coach, who can look them in the eye and say, I love that you did that, or I hate that you did that, but is honest with them. Um, I think Chamberlain brings that and you can, you could see when he was here as a positional, as a, as a coordinator that players responded to him. Like he was very, very vocal when he had guys on the sidelines, he'd call his group together uh, and, 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 you know, he'd, he'd huddle them up and, you know, I'd be upstairs and I'd kind of sneak a peek on the sidelines and I, I could see just how he was lighting into them or he was encouraging them or he was, you know, thrilled with what they had just done, but they knew where they stood and you know he's you know he's been there. I think that helps, especially with the DBs. Um, that here's a guy who played in the NFL as a defensive back. Um, I, I think the DBs will respond to that a little bit more. Um, and then you know guys who've been around the league know what he's capable of. As you mentioned, he's won three Grey Cups now. Uh, DBs coach in Calgary, head coach in Cal in uh, Saskatchewan, and, and coordinator with the Argos. So he's got he's got some juice. So when he speaks, people are going to listen. And um, I think you don't have to look very far back to see the results he had in 2017 with the Argos to uh, uh, to know that uh, his plan is to bring some pressure. So now he's got to go out and get the uh, you know the round peg for the round hole, as opposed to maybe uh, what they had last year when some guys were playing maybe in a position that wasn't or asked to do things that weren't exactly their strong suit.
0: Now you mentioned the intensity of uh, of Coach Chamberlain on on the practice field. I can remember uh, one of the first practices of 2017 I looked at him and and uh, just when you saw him out there it looked like he could he could actually strap on pads and probably beat some yeah. of the guys out there um, he's he's only 41 years old uh, could this possibly be a uh, precursor to uh, him being a long-term coach for the Argos
3: if it works out you know the, I hope so uh, I mean you know, Let's face it, every time a coach is hired, you hope that that guy's going to be here for a while. When Milanovic was, was hired and, you know, won a great cup in his first year, but oh, I hope he's here for a decade. And then things, you know, toward the end didn't work out. And then Mark Tressman came in and everybody was like, oh, I hope he's here for a thousand years. And, and that didn't work out toward the, certainly toward the end of last year. And now Corey's taking over and, you know, is there a great cup? There was one for Milanovic. There was one for Tressman. Uh, everybody's hoping there's one plus cory chamberlain uh, in double blue and you know he, he seems to like it up here his, his wife is from calgary his wife is canadian he's been up here long enough now that you know he's he may not have citizenship but he's basically canadian now the the, the time amount of time that he's spent up here so he likes it up here it's a good opportunity for him he he was very impressed by the MLSE management uh he has a ton of respect for jim pop so that's a good working relationship right from the get-go and you know now he's got to go out and fill out his staff, and and we'll see what that looks like in in the next month or so. And you know let's let's get this thing ready for free agency, and then the draft, and then it's May, and we can get out to camp.
2: Um, Mike, last year we saw that the that our defense, I hate to say it, wasn't really all that great. With Just, with Coach Chamberlain coming back into the fold here, what I'm guessing. I'm guessing we're going to expect a much improved defense. At least that's what I'm hoping.
3: Well, I, I, I find it difficult to think that the collection of athletes they had last year could play much worse. Um, I think when we looked at, I sort of, I'll speak for myself. Um, at the beginning of the season last year, I was giddy about the personnel they had on the defense, and yeah. um, the, the 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 one area that I had of maybe had some concern the year before was the secondary. And what they did is they went out and they picked up. T.J. Heath and I was like, oh boy, that's good. And then they got Ronnie I was like, oh boy, that's really good. And Abdul Kena came over and I was oh man, look at the depth on this team all of a sudden. And it was, I have no idea why it didn't work. Like I, I, really, I know some guys were. Some, there are guys who are best suited to play in zone who have to come out and play press, and that didn't work. Uh, maybe it was maybe it was the wrong defense for the wrong group of guys. And I think as the season progressed. You saw that secondary get a little bit better. And, and Tremaine Washington showed he could play in the league. And uh, Robert, Marcus Roberson uh, looks like he can play in the league. So they've got the talent there, and now it's just getting the scheme to match the bodies. And it was it was frustrating last year. I mean, it really was because the guys were there, and then you, you stand up and you blank, and the entire linebacking core is injured. And, you know, Sean Lemon gets dealt away. And the, 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 the group that you saw in camp that you were so enthused by, especially in the offseason, uh, weren't there by the end of the year, and uh, there are some really good players and now it's just finding the right system to put these guys in, and that's that's now the duty of Corey Chamberlain. He's had success in the league doing it before, and uh, I'm very confident he can do it again. I'm
1: still trying to wrap my head around this new coaching cap a little bit. Uh, my, my sort of frame of mind is, you know, Corey Chamberlain's already announced he's going to be the defensive coordinator and head coach. Do you think yep. we're going to see um, that happen more often where the head coach of a team will simply just double as the coordinator
3: or whatever side of the ball he happened to come from? I think that's going to be the norm now in the Canadian Football League, and I think it has to be, um, you know, until I get this cap situation settled. Um, whether there's going to be room for more coaches. Um, I don't. I don't know what they're going to do long term, but you've got to start biting the bullet a little bit. And I don't know if you're going to see assistant special teams coaches. I don't know if you're going to see assistant offensive line coaches. I think you're going to see a couple of coordinators, a head coach, positional coaches, and then guys who can multitask. Uh, a guy might be an assistant coach at a position, but he's also going to be working film, or he's also going to be a quality control coach. So you're going. You're going to see guys wearing different hats especially at the bottom end of the pay scale which which is going to be good for up-and-coming coaches but it's it's going to be difficult and Corey Chamberlain right off the get go said yep I'm going to be the head coach I'm going to be the defensive coordinator Um, it's it's going to help as well because you don't have to pay two different people right like you can pay the head coach and give him more money as as a coordinator and you're basically saving maybe half a salary like you can pay a head coach head coaching money and maybe you can get him to do the, the coordinating for Instead of paying a guy three hundred, pay him one hundred and fifty or whatever the numbers are. Um, I, I think you can save some money that way. So it's 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 going to be a while. To, I think teams are going to have some problems the first year, and I think that's a, a main reason why the league isn't going to penalize people with uh, uh, with draft pick penalties the first year. It's it's, it's going to be a fine. So I, I think there's going to be a lot of learning done by a lot of teams and maybe the league as well across uh across the cfl as they try to figure this thing out in year one now do
0: you think well uh, <laughs> one of the things that we may start seeing a little bit more that was uh should probably really old school be uh player coaches do you think we're going to see any any of that uh maybe creeping up a little bit more
3: you might um you, you might i don't know um you know let me think of it ricky ray maybe in in toronto could he be a player coach i don't know it could it could it could bring down. And the other thing that I thought about this: um, where does the money come from in the cap? Like if you were to pay a player to be a player and a and a, and a quarterback coach and pay him three hundred thousand, just pick a number out of the out of the air. How much of that comes out of the player salary cap? How much would come out of the coaching salary cap? So there may be some loopholes to be exploited there, where you could get a player and put them under the coaching salary cap, or vice versa. Um, I, I don't know how they figure that out i i haven't read the details of this uh the, the of the salary cap, so I, maybe there is something that addresses that in there but i, I think like everybody else we're just going to try and figure this thing out i just I just know it's it's tough uh because you know it's it's people in football operations and the Argos have already had to make a couple of cuts and uh it's difficult to see to see people that you like and not necessarily coaches but people behind the scenes who are being let go and that's that's really difficult to watch and you know that's that's what the league is mandated so that's that's what we're stuck with
0: well, i guess that's our our new reality that uh, we're going to be seeing that until uh, some of these guys figure out some lou lamarillo type loopholes um <laughs> now yeah. the the one thing that uh, you know we kind of wanted to touch on being uh, you know just before christmas and the 2019 free agency list has uh, come out um out of the Argos free agency list, who's on your uh, on your Christmas list for Santa that uh, that you really want to see back?
3: That's in, it's interesting because you know it's uh, I'm try, I'm trying to think. Okay, I'll go. the first guy I'd like to see back is Alden Darby. Um, I, I you know there's a guy who's so so talented. Um, you know you can throw him anywhere in the secondary, and that includes the Sam spot. I thought he played fairly well as a Sam linebacker. Uh, after Cassius Vaughn went down with, with the Achilles injury, uh, I'd love to see him come back uh, first and foremost. And again, if we're going to look at the bigger picture and the bigger thing that needs to be fixed uh, as, as being this, uh, the, the, the defensive side of the football, uh, you know, there are so many guys. I'd love to see Dylan Wynn come back, but I think Dylan's going to take a shot stateside. Uh, Alden, I think, is going to try stateside as well. But um, I, I know they both like their, their time here in Toronto, uh, it's too bad that wind got hurt last year but you know the, these guys know that football is a, a fairly short career and if they can make some money somewhere else uh, a little bit more money i'm sure they're going to explore that and you know when guys grow up in in california like those two players did um they you know they don't grow up dreaming of playing in the cfl they dream of playing in the nfl i think that's uh that's a natural thing and the money's a hell of a lot better so why wouldn't you give it a shot and then if uh if there's an opportunity for them to come back here, I think that they would be welcome back with open arms, uh, because both are not only great players, but they're really good guys in the room as well. And and Darby's just got that leadership intangible written all over him. So that was that was the first name that comes to mind. And just for selfish purposes, I hope Ricky Ray plays another 20 years in Toronto. Uh, I just uh, I'm, I'm such a big fan. If he can play till he's 59, I'm I'm, I'm all down for that. So uh, you know they've got to get that figured out. But I'd uh, that's another guy. That's, some of, that, that's kind of a personal bias as well because I like him so much. <laughs>
0: well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing, uh, seeing Ricky Ray back for personal reasons as well. Uh, he's, he's a great guy and very, very underrated uh, leader out there uh, as far as uh, what we've seen out there.
3: Well, like, you don't have to be loud to be a leader, right? I mean, guys, oh. guys look at, at Ricky Ray and what he does, uh, and, and it rubs off on them. S.J. Green is a perfect example. Uh, he's not the loudest guy in the room, um, you know, but you won't go to practice you'll see guys sneaking a peek at what he's doing and looking at that work acumen i i've been trying to think of receivers over the years i I did this often over the season i, I couldn 't think of a receiver that has that kind of aura that s j Green has because of the work ethic because of the success uh, and and you know to come back from where he came from a year ago, two years ago now with the with the knee injury when we didn 't know if he'd ever play again. Montreal sure didn't think he would because they gave him up for what, a lot of sixth round draft pick. Yeah. Um, he's been dynamite, and uh, there's just, there's something about that dude. I, I I love watching him go to work, and he is just absolutely the most professional guy. But he's not a raw raw guy. Ricky Ray's not a raw raw guy. Um, Bear Woods isn't necessarily a raw raw guy. Uh, a guy like Marcus Ball is a lot more vocal. A guy like James Wilder is a lot more vocal. Um, you know, Chris Van Zyl can be vocal. Ryan Bombin sits next to him in the locker room and doesn't say a word. Um, you know, it's, uh, they're different personalities and you don't have to be, uh, you know, I don't think there's a cookie cutter for guys to be leaders. Uh, you can find it in basically any description. I think Declan Cross has leadership intangibles. Certainly on special teams, guys listen to him uh, and he's you know, a third year player. So, I mean, it, it, it got, you can find leadership intangibles anywhere you look. As long as that person possesses them, they can be a big part of the leadership core of the football team. Just going back to
1: Darby for a second, I found it very uh, interesting that he was in. Uh, I think he, you mentioned he was at the press conference yesterday, correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I find that uh, quite positive in terms of his, you know, future prospects of signing with the Argos. If in the off season when he's a pending free agent, he
3: came up here for the the introduction. He's, yeah, he stayed here. I, I was surprised. I don't okay. be surprised that a guy from okay, what's it? What like? minus 17 last week and snow on the ground. He's from Southern California and he's staying up here. Um, That says, and he's, he's really tight. He's from Long Beach, uh, South side of Los Angeles. And he's really tuned into the community. He does a lot of work with kids down there. He goes back to his high school. He goes back to his community. Um, and you know, he went through some really tough times growing up. He's, he's not from an affluent background uh, whatsoever. He, there was a part in his life where, you know, uh his mom was away he was living by himself in a house and there was no heat no lights no electricity um like he's he, he doesn't have, he doesn't have an easy life growing up but he's the guy that goes back to that community nonstop. so i was i was pretty surprised i didn't get a chance to talk to him very much uh yesterday because we were kind of busy getting everything else ready uh, but i was i was honestly very surprised and very happily surprised like you say uh, but that bodes well that maybe there is a future for him here in toronto because he is here in the gta over the uh over the uh, over the off season so uh boy i i would love it if they could get a deal done i just i just think the all of that guy
2: okay i just want to give a quick plug here for mike i know he i you either co-host or host with uh, jim mullen uh, crown countdown you correct
3: yeah yeah we do we're done for the year um we're going to do a draft show and we do a thing a, for those who don't know crown with a k Crown Countdown U, it's sponsored by Crown Produce uh, in Western Canada. The owner of that company is a diehard new Sports fan and just wanted to get back uh, to that level of football. Uh, we deal with university sports across the country, and we also have uh, a look at what we call the Stateside Five. We look at, at Canadian football players who are doing well in the NCAA to the point where last year we had the John Cornish Award. We presented the top Canadian playing in the NCAA and John's, John's aboard with us now. He, he's pretty pretty happy and, and, and honored by this. Uh, he's going to come to Hamilton in, I think, December or January, and we're going to make the presentation to the player who's going to come up as well. Um, and, and, you know, he'll be awarded the John Cornish Award. We're going to do that show. But we'll be back hopefully next August and uh, every week uh, on, on uh, CHCH-TV, on cbc.ca, and uh, also uh, the radio show goes across the TSN radio network. So we're uh, we're pretty happy. With, uh, we've, we've really built up a following. The numbers blew us away how, how well this show's been received. So uh, we're ready to go next year. And it's, just, uh, it's it's a great level of football, and it gets us ready to see those youth sports players come up to the CFL. So it helps guys like me and Jim in our job when we cover the CFL, too.
2: Absolutely. Oh, hang on. Absolutely. Uh, I just have, so my, so I have one last question here. I, I live in Kitchener, right? And I, I live near three big U sports schools. If I wanted to go for a drive, I can make it four. Sure. What would be a good infection vector for me who that would want to see, who would want to like experience U sports football?
3: Pick a favorite team, right? The first thing you do, uh, for whatever reason, it's closest to your house. Um, You'll like the uniform colors. You'll like the head coach. You'll like the name of the team, whatever it may be. You'll like the stadium. You'll like the colors. Um, and invest yourself and learn about some of the players and get to know the head coach and go to a couple of games. Uh, you know what? It, it's like anything. I can watch an NCAA game now. And because my Saturdays are filled, uh, the Argos play most of their home games on Saturdays. And I watch OUA football as well, and I, I don't have time for NCAA when I turn on an NCAA game, I don't know anything about any of the players right and it's just like like the old Seinfeld routine. I'm just watching laundry right I just I, I, I don't know anything about the guys inside the helmets. You guys are diehard Argo fans. you know ever you know so much about the guys who play for the team you you become knowledgeable about the team and the players because you watch them and you're eager to learn about them. Check a team and learn about some of the best players. And if you if you learn five guys before you go to your first game, you can watch for those five guys. And then I guarantee you, somebody else is going to stand out. And you go, okay, I'm going to look up him. And then you look up his bio online. And most most universities are pretty good with their websites. And you'll find out, oh, that guy that guy came from Kitchener. He played at this high school. Oh, that's really cool. Or it, 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 there are, there are different ways. And I think once you invest in a team, it's just like trying to get people to watch the Argos. Teach them about the personalities, and they'll like the team a lot more because the personalities are so damn good. Uh, and I think that's the way that you would have to approach eSports as well. Uh, just pick a team, learn some of the players, go to a couple of games, and see if you like it.
0: All right. Well, if, if we, we've got to uh, find some players out there, what are some of the? Is there a a guy that uh, you're looking at is probably going to be the uh, the number one eSports sports pick in the upcoming Canadian draft?
3: Well, I think Betts will be the, Metz Betts from, from LaValle he's a defensive end. He'll be the, I would think he would be the top Canadian pick if, if, if the team thinks that they have a, a good Canadian play behind them, uh, just for ratio reasons. Um, he's, you know, he's gonna get a look south of the border. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, he is so explosive off the line of scrimmage. He's got size. Uh, he's strong as a bull and just quick. So, and he's mean. I like that too in a defensive end. So, you know, he's, he's a complete package. He's, he's going to be a good player should he play in the Canadian Football League. Uh, I think he's going to be a pretty good player for quite some time. And, excuse me for the cough. i got a, a bit of a viral cough. You. Um, if you're in Waterloo, you're looking for a fun player to watch, um, an up-and-coming guy. Trey Ford is a quarterback. He just finished his second year in U Sports. He might be the most entertaining player in the country. Um, he's got a gun for an arm, and I, I th- he led the – the nation and touchdown passes this year, and I think he was sixth in rushing. Like he's, he, he's unbelievable. So if you're looking for a guy to go and kind of hang your hat on for the next three years, that might be the guy. Um, I don't know if he'll have a future in the CFL. I hope so. I, I hope with the extra leagues coming in that maybe um, you know there are more spots for uh, uh, CFL teams to look at Canadian quarterbacks. Um, I think Mike O'Connor, Michael O'Connor from UBC, will get drafted this year. Um, I know the Argos like Noah Pickton. He's, he's undersized. He's from uh, the University of Saskatchewan, and he's, uh, uh, he's really good as well. So, I mean, there are, there's, uh, there's enough guys out there that I think maybe one or two of them might get a look. Hugo Richard from uh, the Vanier Cup champs is very good as well. He's out of options. So I, I hope these guys get a chance to play, and maybe that gives more exposure to U Sports as well.
0: Well, Doug, I think you uh, just got a guy to hang your hat on, uh, and he's uh, plays for one of your local teams. Yeah, Trey Ford. There, you got you got, uh, you got Waterloo connections now.
3: Too bad if, I don't like the you colors. If you don't like though. Trey, if you don't, he <laughs> <laughs> <yeah>, that's too <laughs> <cliche. laughs> Black and gold, exactly. If you <laughs> yeah. don't like Trey Ford as a football player, though, you don't like football. I mean, he's he's just a treat to watch. And then again, you're you're Waterloo. You can go to Morty's for the best wings on the planet afterwards.
2: Yes, absolutely. That, that, and I I I did me- didn't look at your recommendation, and I'm definitely gonna take a trip up that way. Than like the next coming season, that's for darn sure. The wet
3: Cajun wings at Morty's are the best wings I've ever had, and I they don't ever they, they don't pay me to do that. I, I just love the wings at Morty's so much. Uh, I just want to turn more people onto them so they keep the restaurant open for another 30 years or however long they've been open. Uh, I just I just I think the world of them, and it's not a chain. It's a it's a one-off, so I, I I'm all for supporting restaurants like that.
0: And going to the game uh, there at, the, at that uh, shared Waterloo Laurier Stadium is is it, it's a great time. Um, I remember well, They don't share the
3: stadium anymore. Waterloo's got oh. their own park, and they've had it for a handful of years now. It's uh, oh. it's still under It's, it's not very big, um, but they wanted to get away from you know sharing the facility, and um, it's it's pretty small right now. But they, they've got so much money tied up. They're they're absolutely reconstructing everything with the athletic department they've got this incredible complex going up and the football stadium will be next. They're going to, they're going to go full bore and put up a, a really nice place, but it's, 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 it's very quaint and very cozy to watch. Now there's a hill at on one one side and stadium and bleachers on the other. So um, it's a fun place to watch a game. There's no question about that. And they do a lot of ancillary stuff for like, if you bring kids, if you have young kids uh, they've got like the, the, the inflatable bubbles and stuff to jump around in on the other side. So they, they do it well there. They just, they're 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 on in the process of uh, of uh, uh, getting the permanent big bigger stadium up.
0: All right, Mike. I want to thank you very much for joining us this uh, this evening. Uh, a lot of good information about uh, Chamberlain and some free agents and uh, and while well, it teaching us about some some U Sports stuff, which I, I wish they would show more of that on TV.
3: Yeah, that's that's the biggest problem they have. They don't have a contract for next year for television, and I. Uh, I know Sportsnet doesn't want them, and I don't think TSN wants them, and uh, it's it's going to be tough. Hopefully, CHCH can step up with some more games. But you know, I get my fix on OUA TV and can put up four games at the same time. So uh, if we have a four o'clock kickoff with the Argos, uh, Chelsea will tell you, or JJ before him. I'm upstairs and I've got all my prep work done, and I just got my feet up and I'm I'm watching some OUA football. So uh, I just I love that level of the sport. Oh man, I
0: I, I I miss OUA OUA football. I've, it's been it's been a long time since uh, since I've been able to watch it on TV and uh, and and go to games. I'm gonna have to gonna have to try and get my kids into that again.
3: Yeah. All right. By the way, this is interesting. You're, uh, I, I've got Twitter up in front of me, and uh, the Argos put up the official Corey Chamberlain has been named the forty fourth head coach. And a couple of minutes ago, Jermaine Gabriel just responded and said, the real man behind our 2017 championship run.
2: Oh, yeah. I yeah. I, I just noticed that, too. Holy cow.
3: Yeah, in, interesting tweet. Interesting yeah, tweet. But that, that sounds, is. But that's a, that kind of brings it full circle, right? We started the conversation by talking about how much the players love Corey Chamberlain. Exhibit A, Your Honor. Yeah.
1: Well, it kind, of, kind of sounds like a uh, Mike uh Buddy Ryan uh, situation. Well, almost.
3: Well, defensive players love defensive coaches, right? If if yeah. if, they, if you can get a guy to respond uh, to you as an offensive coach or a defensive coach, that's that's not a bad thing. So uh, I just thought that I just saw that, so I thought I would throw that in. And obviously, uh, there'll be some some discussion about that, I'm sure, over uh, over uh, a couple of beers with Argo fans.
0: <laughs> All right, thank you very much, Mike, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, be able to uh, share a few beers with you uh, this season. And uh, hopefully we can have you back on uh, uh, many more times this season.
3: Anytime, love talking to the diehards. You guys know that.
0: All right, thank you very much. Mikey. Thank you. Mike. Have a great night.
3: Thanks, Mike. You too. Thank
1: you. Yeah, I saw that myself, and I didn't really want to say anything. Yeah, like, oh, that
0: was oh. actually. I, yeah, that's. I I didn't see that one yet, but that was. Uh, that was. That's a. You know what, if if the players are responding, then I think they've got the, the like that. They've got the right guy.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, but it kind of begs the question, you know, what it raises a few questions.
0: Well, it, I mean, but you're you're you know, you're looking at a at the defensive guys yes. saying that, right? So and you know, I don't think that uh, there's any question that the Defense was the backbone of that 2017 championship yeah. team. Um, you know, R- Ricky Ray was was great, uh, but I I, st- I still think the defense is the one that won them the that championship. But I mean, I'm a former defensive player, so I probably have a lot of bias there. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. Oh. You want to go through the list of free agents? And, All right,
0: uh, yes. Uh, yeah, you wanted to uh, go through the, the, that free agency list and uh, figure out who we want to keep and who we, yeah. uh, who we can, well, see go.
1: Okay, <laughs> so uh, the list, the Argo list on CFL.ca is in uh, alphabetical order.
2: So is this kind of like this is kind of like a football version of "snog Mary avoid" kind of thing? Mm,
1: don't know what that <laughs> is. but...
2: Okay, all right. All right uh, yeah. no, fuck Mary, kill. How's that? So,
1: Marcus Ball. All right, Ball. yeah, okay. Marcus Ball is a guy who uh, you know had his injury trouble this year, and uh, actually, you know what? I want to preface this by by saying the difficulty I think Chamberlain. Might there might be a bit of a challenge for Chamberlain and Pop here in that we know there are players on this team who are very talented. What they, I guess, need to figure out is it was it the coaching or did the players legitimately decline? And I think that's the challenge they gotta. You know, that's that's the that's what they gotta watch on the film. Uh in the months leading up to free agency. So, Marcus Ball argues part and soul of that defense. And uh, he's a guy I am still thinking of bringing back because I think, at the end of the day, the linebacking core is going to get a little bit younger, I think. We'll get to somebody later down the list who I don't think will be back and we'd like a veteran presence there to anchor it
0: you know what i i, I want to see marcus ball back i i think there's there's a lot of football left in him and i think he's one of those guys that's got the the intangibles that you that you need uh in that defense you need you need, so, you need both kinds of leaders that Hogan touched on. You need those vocal leaders and those lead by examples. And I, I really think, uh, Marcus ball is one of those guys and you need, you need to get him back. I really, I really, really believe that.
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah.
1: Frank Beltrane is a guy that well, sounds like a perfectly nice guy and all that. And, I have I scapegoated the defensive ends quite a bit this year. But, you know, in retrospect, it may not be entirely fair to Beltre because he wasn't expected to be the A guy. He was expected to compliment Sean Lemon, but when Sean Lemon was traded, he all of a sudden became the lead guy. But that's the point. We can't have him be our primary pass rushing threat. And I look, you know only had two sacks this season. You know, he's a guy who I don't think I'm bringing back, to be honest.
0: No, I, I as far as, uh, as Frank Beltre is concerned, I just don't, I don't see where he really fits in. Like he, he's a, he's a complimentary defensive end when he's asked when he's the guy, he just doesn't have that one thing that makes him, you know, the number one threat, you know, a, a premier pass rusher. You know, I, I think he, he's uh he's got a future in uh, in broadcasting, um, but I just don't see him back on the Sargos team.
1: Yeah, so the interest of the time there's 40, we have 43 free agents. So I'm not going to probably go through all of these. I'm going to pick, like, let's say a couple more guys who I think, oh, I want to get your opinions on, and I guess we can each pick. You know what I mean? Five guys who we.
0: All right. Well, let's yeah. let's go right into it.
1: Yeah. So I've done two. Uh, you want to pick Clay and.
0: OK. Um. Well, OK. I think we kind of got to leave Alden Darby out. We've all kind of expressed uh, desire yeah. to have him back, so yeah, let's yeah, leave I think that's off uni- the list. Um, Unanimous. I'm gonna go with if Deron Carter. Do you want to see him back, uh, back on this team? I know he didn't. I, I'm not sure whether it was his his work ethic on the practice field, or or you know how much he actually tried in the game or not, he didn't get a lot of targets and uh, he's one of those guys that needs the targets to to get into the game rhythm of the game and and uh, and you know so he doesn't have the drops that he did. Is he gonna is he that over the top guy or is there somebody better out there? I, I don't know. I, I'm on the fence with Duron Carter. You know, I think it all depends on how much you get him for, really. You know, I, I, my my son likes him, but that's only because he's a great guy off the field. But I don't know if that's enough to bring him back.
2: I, th- I think you need to – I think Deron Carter, like, deserves another shot, I think. Because, like, the volume of work that he had last season, there wasn't much to it for from an Argo standpoint anyway there wasn't that much to it i mean he was barely targeted and out of, and out of those targets it's like sure he didn't do all that well but when you're not but when you're just running the route all the time not expecting a ball to come your way like what do you like what are you supposed to do i'd say give, i'd say let's give him another shot let's give him another full season and let's see what happens
1: yeah i agree with you guys i I think he's just too talented of a player to,
0: to write off like that.
1: Yeah. And, and because of his acrimonious or supposed acrimonious relationship with Mark Tressman, I just need to see if Chamberlain, you know, with a different personality can get through to him.
0: And I think that will probably come with uh, whoever they bring in as the uh, the offensive coordinator, too. Yep. You know, you bring in a young guy like uh, Dinwiddie, and that may spark something in in him. And especially having a guy like S.J. Green and Armani Edwards there and, you know, the veteran presence, that may be enough to at least right the ship with Deron. You know, it, you, you got to feel that there, there's, you know, he's got to see the right direction at some point, and, you know, I I've, I want to see him flourish in, in an Argos uniform, um, especially because my my younger son now wants a Deron Carter, Argo, another Deron Carter Argos jersey.
2: Your son really likes Deron Carter, doesn't oh,
0: he? Well, he, he met him on the, the that fan day thing, and... Was the, the, sudden, the jersey off our backs day? Yes, right? it was the jersey okay. off our backs, and he got his gotcha. game jersey, he got his game gloves, and now he he won't shut up about uh, about Duron Carter being his favorite player. <laughs> so uh, you know, unfortunately, you know they're they're very swayed by you know the influence that uh, that they can have over them personally, but uh, but still, you know, I love that he's got that kind of connection right away with them. Um, the other one, I'll stick on the offensive side, and uh, we've got James Wilder under contract. Um, Brandon Burks showed some flashes that he could be the uh, the guy um, that uh, could spell James Wilder, and uh, and you know, heaven forbid James Wilder goes on the injured list, he could be the guy. But uh, Brandon Burks had uh, had his troubles as well. Uh, if you don't bring back Trayvon Van at a discount, I think Brandon Burks is uh, is probably somebody you should definitely look at bringing back.
2: I oh, I, uh, I agree. I agree with that sentiment. I totally agree with that.
1: Sort of ambivalent. I mean, I know there are those who were kind of impressed by the guy. I really didn't see it, though. I thought the offense. Like with many other of our players, the offense really didn't suit his skills properly. Um, but yeah, I mean, really, if I I wouldn't be upset if they caught they didn't bring him back, wouldn't really be upset if they brought him back in.
0: All right, Doug, who are who are you? Your top two that uh, you need answers on. Um, one of them is going to be. Something
2: at at least one, at least one of the members of the DBO (laughs) loves, and that's, and that's the long snapper. Um, Jake Reinhardt. Yep. I, I want to, I mean, I want to see him come back because he's, I mean, not, I mean, he's a very, it's a very quiet kind of thing, but you know what? The long snap is a big thing when it comes to getting, getting the punts down the field.
1: Right? Yep. Don't don't around with your long snap or position.
0: Exactly, you
2: know. You got it, a
1: guy it, who you know can do it. For God's sake, bring him back.
0: You know what? It, it, it was. I don't see that they have the guy who can replace him right now. Um, <laughs> when they gave Reinhardt the job, he was the guy who was replacing Chad Rempel. Right. And Jake Reinhardt was on the roster for a year. Before they decided to make the move, I don't see that guy who can replace Jake Reinhardt. I don't see that guy out there right now that you would bring in. Um, you know, he he's a guy who seems to have instant chemistry with any of the kickers that he works with. And by all means, you you sign that guy and you sign that guy now.
1: Exactly. <laughs> mhm. And, yeah. they,
0: and if they do let him walk, they're going to have to uh, get rid of I half of one. their – Well, they're going to have to find a new one, but they're also going to have to get rid of half of their promotional stuff because his girlfriend is front and center in a lot of it.
1: What, wait, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, right. She, Yeah, she is.
0: Yep. <laughs> wait, what? Did I miss something here?
1: No, I, she was featured, I think, uh, in, in the uh, like, remember,
0: remember the tailgate uh, uh, commercials you saw all the time? She was what she was one of the ones in the back of the pickup truck. <laughs> serious? Yes, I'm yeah. serious. Oh shit! I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, and they still use some of that imagery, so you're going to have to chop that out if you get rid of them. So you know, you, you don't have to shoot new new stuff. You're saving money there. Sign yeah. The guy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, you don't have to cut that footage out. <laughs> Your yeah, other I'm guy.
0: saving the team money.
2: <laughs> there, there, you go. Um, my other guy, um, that was, that was a little bit of a tougher call. The other guy, at least, um, that isn't named Bear Woods. Um, uh, I would say, well, other than a guy named Bear Woods and another guy named Ricky Ray, obviously. Um, Yeka, I'd like to see him come back because he was, he was kind of snake-bit this year. With all like the linebacking corps was. Yeah, exactly. The entire linebacking corps was snake-bit, but, I mean, he only had really, I mean, outside of him and Kadarius, like, he only had two games, and I know Kadarius Ford, I don't think, had any.
0: No, he was hurt in training camp.
2: Exactly, yeah, Darius,
1: so. Kadarius started the first game in Saskatchewan and then got hurt.
2: Yeah, so, so... To me, well, okay, it's two. Okay, I got two guys here: Kadarius Ford and Nakasonekka. I
0: want them to come back.
1: And Terrence Plummer.
2: <laughs> that that's your third.
0: <laughs> Nakasonekka, I, I can I can see coming back. He'll be a little bit of a of um, he's probably not going to command a lot on the open market, uh, depending on what the new CBA holds. But I'd love to see him come back. Uh, Terrence Plummer, I'm kind of you know he's he's a great guy who's filled in everywhere I, i'm i don't know i i just don't know about terrence Plummer. just not some guy that sits on my radar
1: he's but those are three guys example of three guys who were first year players under Corey chamberlain in 2017 and he got the most out of them
0: true you know mm-hmm. these may be great guys to to have um Okay, I'm going to put this out there, um, and this is an uh, either-or guy, because I don't think we have the chance at having both of these guys back. Bear Woods or Jeff Knox Jr.?
1: Ooh, Jeff Knox. <laughs> <laughs> no, with all due respect to Bear, I mean, he's coming off his back injury. You know, he's getting up there a little bit, and... Uh...
2: And you're, man, you're, you, you <laughs> bastards, you bastards. <laughs> you know what? I, I think that's like choosing. That's like choosing between my choosing between two different two two children, man. Come on, it's like you picking between <laughs> two kids. You can't expect me to do that. Come on, man. Okay, Although,
0: well, I, I know, I know. I mean, Bear Woods is on your list of uh, selfish picks. Yes. Yeah, he, he's. He's not. He, you, you, I, I can understand you're not going to want to cut him, but th- at the same point, I, I think you got to, you know, you got to see the the reality. Bear Woods has has had his injury troubles. Um, mm-hmm. He is 31, mm-hmm. and Jeff Knox Jr. is 26, yeah. mm-hmm. and has not been as injury prone in his career. Uh, I think. I think at this point they probably command the same money for the simple fact that Jeff Knox Jr's got uh, just coming off a couple uh, a couple seasons in the NFL. Mm. But I mean, business wise, I think I have to go Jeff Knox Jr. You know he's he's essentially the same type of player as Bear Woods. I just I just you know I'm when you when you're looking at uh, you know apples and apples you're going to want to go with uh, that uh, that younger apple. Hmm. You know the one with less bruises on it. But that's business. You know personally I'd love to see Bear Woods back. Great 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 guy. Great ambassador for the team. But you know if I'm putting on my business hat, my suit and tie, and uh or, or my my Jim pop uh visor i'm uh i'm going jeff knox jr
2: <laughs> The Jim <gym> pop visor <laughs> uh. by the way did you see that picture of jim pop he's looked he, he looks great now looks like he's lost a lot of weight i
0: yeah, i did not see the the press conference so uh unfortunately it was uh, i i was too busy at work stupid day job gets in the way
2: Oh, same hair, but I ended up watching it when I got home from work. But then again, then again, your mileage may vary. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, I mean, do we have anybody else on this list that uh, that we? I mean, you know, Ronnie L. I mean, most of these guys are great guys. I, I've met very few of them that have been, you know, for lack of a better point, dicks to me. But I don't think uh, I. I I wouldn't be heartbroken to see uh, Ronnie Yell let go. Um, You know, for me, you know, Brandon Burks or Trayvon Van, you got to make your pick from there. Whatever one you can get cheaper. Um, Unfortunately, I think uh, you know the DJ Sackey experiment is uh, is over. I don't think he's proven that he that uh, he's a guy.
2: I still I still find it weird that you would want to employ an O lineman by the name of Saki.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that that, that to, that, that to and, me seems counterintuitive. And that somebody at some point wouldn't didn't try to convert him to a defensive end or a defensive tackle. They should have. <laughs> um, Ryan the, Bauman's a must. Ryan Bauman's a must, yeah. Um, yeah. Jermaine Gabriel.
3: Ooh, I,
2: Ooh. I, I I think that's a that's a tough one. That's a tough one.
0: I think that comes down to a money issue. Yeah, like I I got, I I want Jermaine Gabriel back because selfish reasons, obviously.
2: Yes,
1: he's your selfish bit. But he's he's, selfish, but he's, he's injury, been injured. His injury history concerns me, and it just. I
0: think we got the next guy somewhere in in our lineup.
1: Yeah, and a guy like Jonathan Dowling, maybe. But I mean, it's a good spot to be able to use a Canadian at. I, I just feel at the end of the day, he's been here well, four or five years now, and I just feel we can do a little bit better there.
0: He's actually, believe it or not, he's actually in his sixth season
1: yeah, for the Argos. Really, and I feel bad saying it because, you know, he's he's been a good you know, veteran on the team. and
0: yeah, But at the same time, I mean, you look at, uh, you know, he played 18 games his first two seasons, uh, in each of his first two seasons, and then he hasn't played more than 13 games since yeah so you're looking at somebody who's taking you know about a third of the season on your ir you know that's 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 concerning sig- that's, to igni- me.
2: that's significant yeah yeah
0: and and that's four straight seasons where he hasn't played more than 13 games so i, I think this is a uh, i think honestly it is a money issue with jermaine gabriel you got to throw a personal bias right out the window with him um I selfishly want to see Chris Kolonkowski back um, for the simple fact that I think that one of these days when they throw him in at fullback, they're going to give him a carry and we're going to see another big man touchdown. Um, that's the only oh, yeah. reason I really want to see him back um, is because I want to see a big man touchdown. And I've been cheering for it since the, the, uh, the 2017 season. When I first spotted him thrown in there at uh, at a fullback spot,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, big guy touchdowns are great,
0: <laughs> straight um, up. Abdul Kenna. nope. I I'm happy to see go.
1: Yeah, um, he just Justin didn't work. It just
0: didn't work out. You,
1: yeah, um, Justin was an intriguing guy.
0: Yeah, a, a very versatile player. Yeah. I mean, that that may, you know, lead to something uh, in there. Um, and then, to be, and then, Cleon Lang. Um,
1: isn't a free dip, agent, though.
0: He isn't a free agent? I thought he was on nope.
1: there. I was nope, looking no. at the wrong list. I thought he previously. was, too, but yeah. he's not.
0: Okay, well, he's not in there, so he's safe, but. <laughs> you know, I'd love to see Dylan win back. Uh, I know we got uh, Gadosh who can uh, can spell out on the interior.
1: but I wouldn't rely on him to be a starter.
0: No, I don't think he he's not a starter at this point in his career. He is uh, he is a Canadian depth, but I think that every single one of those guys on that defensive line that is not under contract uh they they really need to uh you know be very aware that you know the the defensive line presence needs to change and they, any one of them could be out the door at any second now
2: yeah for yeah, exactly cuz when you have, I mean what was a dead last in the league in in pressure and sacks that's unacceptable yep unacceptable so it's either get pressure on the qb make him make him run around a little bit force them to make a mistake or hit the bricks
0: all right and doug do you have anything for your three minute warning uh in this being the christmas season
2: all right, gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good.
3: Three
0: minutes and we're out of here. We
3: got three
0: minutes and we're out.
3: Is this thing
2: on? Yeah. Are you hearing it? With it being the Christmas season, like, what, what you're, you're expecting me to be nice on this one?
0: <laughs> well, no, but, I mean, you, oh, you could at good. least, you know, maybe not swear. I don't know. <laughs> make it a little bit easier on me when I'm editing.
1: Uh, (laughs) I swore.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh uh-huh. Both of uh you swore today. Well,
1: mine was a lot less than his.
0: Doug always swears.
1: My training card is no longer accurate.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It was accurate as of the uh, 2018 Grey Cup. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. This is a all whole, right. This, you can say, you can say this is a whole new season. All right. Is there anything, any little gifts that you want to give our our listeners in the in the three minute warning?
2: Uh, let's see. I know I had something here. Um, that one of one of our DBO members put up on Reddit. One one of our members did up a little thing where he mathematically broke down how the Argos are better than the Cats since 1996. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like, just because, I mean, just, just, to really, just to really put it, just to really rub it in, uh, there was that. Um, let's see. What else? I know uh, Brody Lawson got engaged over the, over uh, recently. Yeah, I saw that. Congratulations, Brody. Congratulations. Yeah, as every footballing, as every football neckbeard cries into his keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um what else there, I know there and there were and there was some there was some the there was something that uh something that Posky that one of the Podsky Wee Wee guys kind of irked me on, but uh I was not going to not gonna say anything about it this time around because he kind of backtracked a little bit. I was gonna go off on him. I w- and it was gonna be profanity at least, but since you told me to cut the not, to not
0: <laughs> try to swear, I am...
2: You're gonna pointed. have to
0: actually write this out rather than going off the cuff. Yeah,
2: yes. <laughs> yeah, because that's, and that's gonna be, yeah, because off the cuff, there would, there would have been several, several, it would have, it would have been an F carpet bombing. Uh, and it's probably a couple C bombs thrown in there too, for just for the, just for old Lang Syne but uh, yeah, I don't really have a hell of a lot really just uh i mean it's a, i mean it's a christmas season we're we're getting down to the nitty gritty it's uh, actually actually in about in about six days, I'll be celebrating my thirty seventh lap around the sun, so uh say so, yeah, to. Everyone in the CFL community, Merry Christmas. That's all I got.
1: Um, question. Hmm. Who is this guy on the CFL Reddit posting all these weird tiger facts? I have no idea who that is. I have no. You're talking about though, right?
2: Yes, I do. Yeah. Basic basically, there's a little power play because apparently there's no. There's no Tiger Cat moderator. So so they want Tiger Cat representation and basically he's posting Tiger facts every single day until either they get mod representation or they get banned. And I hope and I hope and that's actually now a rule on the CFL subreddit where it's now well you have rule number 6 which is don't forget Calgary's choked in two consecutive Grey Cups and rule number 7 is no Tie Cats mods. <laughs>
0: That's kind of awesome.
2: Yeah. there, there, There is an Argos mod. There's actually two Argos mods. One of them is inactive, but that's beside the point. <laughs> but there's no Tycats mods. And hopefully there never will be. Because God because God help all us Argo fans if one does get in power.
0: All right. Uh, all right. I think that does it. Uh, we yep. will... Uh be back uh after christmas uh with our uh holiday wrap-up and uh maybe we'll have uh some signings to talk about hopefully a cba uh agreement uh, to talk about maybe maybe not <laughs> um but uh we'll be back sometime in january with the next show uh guys just so everybody can interact with us uh while we're off let us know let the audience know where they can find you. Uh, we'll start with you, Will.
1: On Twitter, I'm at ArgoFans, or join up at www.ArgoFans.com.
2: And Doug uh, you can find you can find the Double Blue Order at uh Facebook.com slash double blue order, on Twitter at Double Blue Order, on Instagram at Double Blue Order. And I would encourage everyone to check out the uh, Argonauts and CFL subreddits at Reddit.com. And since this is and one last little thing, since this is season ticket renewal season, tell we're looking for more people to flood section 116. If you're if you're a listener, and tell tell your tell your rep that you want to come and party with the double blue order section 116. Whoa.
0: And sign up now to become a 2019 member and join in on the 14 days of prizing. I think we're into day, uh, what day is today? We're into day three or day four now uh, of prizing. So they've got about 10 more days of prizes going on. Um, and uh, you know, great, great uh, prizes still to be, to be out there. Gift cards, signed jerseys, signed helmets, and then uh, a uh, signed footballs, you, you name it. Uh, you can get a suite, you get a Raptors game, uh, Marley's game, and then... Uh,
2: team trip on the a,
0: charter. A team trip and a Grey Cup, or sorry, an ultimate sports trip for two. Um, and uh, and if you don't choose a trip to the 107th Grey Cup, um, I think... That's what you should choose. Let's not go with it. There should be no alternative. Um, but yeah, so yeah, get out there, sign up for the Argo season tickets, and uh, come join us at the at the tailgates. We have a lot of fun, and uh, and if you want to get loud and rowdy and stupid, uh, join Doug in the double blue order in section one sixteen or any of the adjacent uh, fan sections in that end zone. You can find me at all kinds of clay. You can find the Argos Fancast at Argos Fancast and anywhere you listen to your friendly neighborhood podcasts. Just search Argos Fancast, specifically Google Play, iTunes, and SoundCloud. And uh, once again, we want to thank our guest, uh, Mike Hogan. You can follow him at Mike Hogan Argos. Uh, He is the play-by-play voice and uh, communications coordinator for the Toronto Argonauts. That's it for the Argos Fancast. We will talk to you next year.